Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everybody. Welcome to Marriage and Martinis. It's Danielle. And I gave Adam the day off. Um, he is not here. No, he uh, he's so tired. As you know, we're in the thick of moving and it sucks. So I told him to take some time and rest. Um, and here we are, like going through it all again. Um, and when I get into a situation like this where I feel super overwhelmed and not only are we moving, me is supposed to be packing for college. I have kids in three different directions at three different camps this week, um, forms and, you know, all starting new schools and all the things. Um, I tend to just get paralyzed, right? I do that thing where I sit on the couch and I'm sort of like, I don't know where to start. Um, so I'm just not going to, I'm just going to do something pleasurable, like binge watch, um, sex in the city or something, right. For the 15th time. So um, this episode for me could not be more timely. Number one, because I need all of the freaking help I can get, um, when it comes to organizing and not just organizing, but figuring out what to get off of the organization list, right? What is on there that makes no sense um, and that I'm never going to get to? And that is where Kendra, the lazy genius, is so fabulous because she is not one of these organizers um, or perfectionists who is like, look, if you time it all right and if you, you know, get up at 4 a.m. and make the most of your day, you'll get it all done. That is not what she's about at all. She is about figuring out the shit that you're not supposed to do, right, that just doesn't matter, and then the stuff that really you can focus on and you should focus on. And that's what she's going to help us to do. What is the stuff we need to say no to? Um, and... I recently heard, you know, my woman, Jane Fonda, say on a podcast, no is a complete sentence, right? And and so that's kind of the philosophy that I'm trying to develop at this point, saying no, but not only to everybody else, but to myself. I don't need to do it all. Um, I mean, no one's going to accuse me of doing it all, that's for sure. But, you know, the stuff that even I'm not comfortable doing, right? How do I get it off my to-do list? Who do I delegate to? All of those questions um, are what Kendra talks about in this episode. She is fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to her podcast, The Lazy Genius, but they're 20-minute episodes of pure 
genius about everything from to-do lists to, um, you know, how to find time to have coffee with a friend to all of the things, the little things in life that we just pile on ourselves and so we can't get through it all and sift through and figure out um, how to get it, you know, anything done that's important. Over the years, Kendra learned that if her worth is based on how well she does everything she should, then she's a terrible human being. So you know what she did? She quit trying so hard. And she started being a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. It's the way to live. And she wants us to join her. And in this conversation, she gives away so many secrets. So please enjoy Kendra, the lazy genius. Hey, Kendra. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. It's so nice to meet you. Me too. Um, I, so I've, I've listened to many of your podcast episodes. They're perfect because, um, first of all, they're not, they're like, I feel like what, what you do is very doable. Um, especially for someone like me, I was just telling you um, that I, I I would consider myself, in fact, I think about five or six years ago, I did a post, um, an, an old blog that I had, that um, the title was, I really am a hot mess mom. <laughs> and it went viral. I was, you know, everywhere was calling me the Today Show, the this, the that, you know, like that, you know, for some reason, admitting you were a hot mess mom, I guess, was like new, right? Mm. You know, the internet was still very filtered and there wasn't as much transparency as there is now. So, um, so my world is very uh, different in the sense that I think that my authentic self is very much, my, my place of comfort is sort of accepting the chaos a little bit, mm. which mm. I know is a little bit of what you're about. Um, but I was just wondering if you could tell everyone what the lazy genius means, how it came to be. Yeah. I love that you use that phrase. Um, you have chosen that it's, you're okay with the comfort and the chaos. And that would, in, in lazy genius language, we would translate that to, well, that's kind of what matters is that you are accepting of whatever it is that is in front of you. And that doesn't, when I, I think when we talk about accepting things, it's like, uh, we see it as like settling that somehow, you know, chaos is bad. Chaos is not bad. If you're comfortable in chaos, that's great. Some people aren't, it's a, it's a, they're diametrically opposed things that don't need to be. We can get into that, but a, a lazy genius is, uh, someone who is a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. And the, the trick here is you get to decide what matters to you. We have been kind of inundated. I've been working on the internet for almost 15 years and, you know, there is, there are just so many messages and they shift. There's a lot of nuance in those messages over time, but there are so many messages about all the things we should be doing. Right. And I kind of call that sort of the genius side of things is that you have, there's an expectation that we have of ourselves to be amazing at everything, to have it all, to do it all, to balance it all. Well, then we can't do that. That is uh, unsustainable. And so when we kind of are confronted with the unsustainability of that idea, we swing really far to the other side, to the lazy side, just pure lazy, where we're like, I don't care. I don't care. F it all. It doesn't matter. Like there's just this sort of like this posture of not caring about everything, mm -hmm. but really 
we all care about something. There are things we care about and we throw the baby out with the bathwater in being like, well, I can't care about anything because if I do, then people are going to think that I'm trying too hard or I'm pretending, or I think I'm better than they are or whatever. We have conflated uh, order and care and intention with not being real. That if someone is together in something that they're they're pretending they're hiding something they think they're better than we are mm-hmm. and and then we've also conflated uh being uh you know in your phrase a hot mess as almost like the only way that you can be a real person and we both know that's not true we both know that you can be authentic and have a clean house in the same way that you can be authentic and have a dirty one or you can have one room that's clean and the rest of it's not like there's just this um this binary nature to the internet in many ways where you're either this or you're that. And the lazy genius way is like, Hey, y'all, there's like a big old wide middle in between those things. You can care about some things and and be a genius about them and love them and spend time and intention on them. And then you can also let go of a lot of other things. So that is the lazy genius way. I think I, I, I have that more, I don't want to say perfected, but I more effective in that in my parenting i've i've been very good about um knowing what's important to me as far as like what i'm going to concentrate on as far as you know rules and that kind of thing and what i sort of am going to let go of uh, my mom was always really good about about that you know so there were certain things allowed that she allowed that other parents didn't and certain things she didn't so i've i've found a good balance with that it is literally the um the other side of of i guess adulthood and um being a grown-up that i have not um i have not smoothly transitioned into right i still very much have the habits of my early 20s age self the you know the putting off making the appointments the um not just not checking my balance because I don't want to see what's there and you know all of those things but um but it is true of course there are certain things that you know you really want to be able to do and I guess you said we get to choose which things we we want to um be better at and which things we sort of can put on the back burner and what does that process look like to sort of decide you know okay I can't do all the things but there are certain things that I really do want to um, to get better at and to have more control over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that press process is um, annoying in its uh, in its simplicity and lack of formula. To be honest, because I get that question all the time. It's like, well, how do you name what matters? Like, how do you how do you do that? And when I kind of share that, people are like, oh man. That's not the answer I wanted. Um, and so I will share that in a moment, but before I do, I do think it's really important to, uh, words matter. The words that we choose to speak over our lives and ourselves and our situations really matter. And you said the things that we want to get better at and the things we want to control. And I think that those are two phrases that we have to be really careful about using because, um, better is relative and better can give us a sense of uh, pass fail really quickly because what does better even mean? 
And so I would offer uh, a, a different way of looking at that. It's not that the things that I want to be better at, it's what are the things that I really want to care about? What are the things that I really want to prioritize? It's not about um, quantitatively measuring how good you are at something. It is about the care that you're putting into that thing. And so even though that's a, that can be a really like tiny nuanced thing. I think that those sorts of words really matter. Mm -hmm. And then um, the same is true of um, having control over things. And you, uh, you said it really well that you're like, you're really comfortable when things are out of control, chaos essentially is when things are sort of like out of control and we can be comfortable in that. And that's really lovely. Um, and I also think it's important to just sort of note that like control is so fun. And also we don't have control over the things that we even are able to control. Control is so elusive. And so even that word, like what can we control? Um, it's, it's more like, what do we want to, um, what do we want to, like I said before, what do we want to prioritize? What do we want to care about? What do we want to um, feel like we're managing like a little bit more easily than we, when we, than we have been in the past. So that feels important. Those words really matter. And that's, that kind of actually speaks to how do we go about naming what matters? It is, it is uh, that's why it's annoying is because some of it is just like in the words you use yeah, in the mindset you have towards it. Uh, and it's, in the smallness of the steps of it. What we tend to do as people, and especially as women, not always, but especially, is we love fresh start energy. We love January energy where we're like, all right, let's assess every single area of our lives. And we're going to make like a seven point bullet list of how we're going you know, to you build this huge machine, all of these systems for everything in your life. And then you're surprised when four days later, everything's on fire. And then you feel terrible about yourself too, because you, it's on you. You couldn't keep it up. Like, why can't I manage the system? Why can't I figure this out? Why is my life like this? And so my biggest, my biggest advice in sort of moving in this direction of what matters is to start small. Start small is one of the 13 lazy genius principles. My first book is called the lazy genius way. And it, uh, it shares 13 principles that you can apply one at a time in conjunction with each other, but they are just, it's like a Swiss army knife for life. You know, they're not, it's not a formula or an order. They're principles. And they work with you no matter what's going on, what your life stage is, what your personality is, all of that. And one of those is start small. It is the most annoying of the 13 principles mm -hmm. without question, because we hate starting small. We don't think it matters. We don't think it counts. And it counts way more than big systems ever will, way more. So the way that you move forward, in my experience and the experience of thousands of people who have done this, the way that you move forward in naming what matters to you is to start small in the area that you're naming. So look at today, look at today and say, all right, what am I, what am I already exhausted thinking about? What is like spinning around in my head that I wish were different? And then you ask yourself, okay, what matters most about this? You know, if you're thinking about, um, like for example, laundry, laundry is one of those things that no matter who you are, I mean, you have to, you have to do laundry. Like we're all just annoyed by laundry. So let's say you're already like, oh, I hate laundry. 
uh, the genius way of looking at it is you listen to seven podcast episodes about how to do laundry. You buy, um, you know, a new hamper you set up, like if you've got kids, you have like a, you know, a dry erase board on the kitchen thing that has like laundry chores. You you build a big system, but you haven't really named what matters yet. And you haven't started small, which means that system is not going to work. So instead of saying, I hate laundry, let's build a big system. Ask yourself, what is, what is the most annoying thing about this? Let make it as small as possible. What do I hate about this so much? Is it the putting away? Is it the folding? Is it the guilt? Is it the repetition? Is it that, is it that you don't know the difference in your, this is my own example. You don't know the difference in your 13 year olds underwear and your 11 year olds underwear. And so you're sitting there with a pile of boys underwear and you're like, I don't know who this belongs to, you know, like narrow down the focus, be specific about what is annoying about that thing. Name what matters about it. And then you can apply one of these 13 lazy genius principles to it. Like um, to batch something, to decide once, to ask the magic question. We can talk about any of those that you want to, but it's all about the smallness. And when you pay attention to a small problem and you apply a small solution to all these adulthood things and it, it works because small problems, it's easy to find a small solution and they usually work. And you're like, wow, that went really great. It didn't change the world, but it changed my right now. Mm -hmm. And you get in that practice and then those things become a little bit more automatic. They become more natural. Those small steps that you've taken where you're like, you do have a two bin laundry uh, thing in your bathroom and one kid uses one and one kid uses another, you know, like that mat, because that's what matters. You need a separate laundry thing because what matters is the separation. That's what drives you crazy the most. It's not creating some big system. Mm -hmm. So, so that is that, that's why this is, uh, a super, super helpful answer and also deeply annoying because you're like, man, I really want a big system, but big systems don't work. They don't work. What is the problem right now? Make the problem smaller, name what matters about that problem and then apply a small solution. Wow. That's good. I mean, for me with laundry, it is the fact that I never remember to put it from the washer to the dryer. Right. <laughs> right. That is my, so I work backwards and I have a product that I can put in when I rewash it, that takes the mildew smell out, but then I'm still rewashing because, so I work backwards, but no, definitely. I guess it would be like what time of day yep. works best that I'm home. And then I will remember to, you know, yep. um, yeah, absolutely. you set you have like a timer on your phone or like a little mag, you know, like a little timer on your, I love those little magnet, um, timers that go on your fridge or whatever. And you just know you're going to set a timer for when you put the clothes in the washer to check it. And maybe you have two, you know, maybe you have like a, you have two alarms that go off so that if you don't get it the first time, another one is going to alert you. And that's just something that you do. And if you don't remember that small thing, you could put a sticky note on your washing machine, set right. the alarm, set the dryer alarm. You know, it's just these tiny executive functioning things. We, we forget how many decisions are part of doing laundry. I mean, there are so many decisions mm -hmm. and things. There's so many steps. And so the more that you can kind of meet yourself in the next step to kind of keep it rolling, the better. That doesn't mean you're bad at adulting. It actually means that you're being kind to yourself, which is another lazy genius principle. You're being kind to yourself in this thing rather than beating yourself up for not being able to, I should be able to switch the clothes from the washer. Do you know how many people say that that's their problem? Yeah. So many people. It is a normal thing 
that we struggle with these things that we feel like we shouldn't. So instead, meet that with kindness and with small solutions. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I guess that takes me to, the, you know, one thing that I'm always trying, I, I've bought like a gazillion organizers, a gazillion journals. It yep. never works. I never stick with it. You know, I always say like, I have really good intentions, terrible execution. Um, you know, every, like you talked about January, you know, I can't wait to like pick which, you know, which journal am I going to waste this year? Right. <laughs> the, there needs to be that needs to be on a t-shirt what journal am I gonna buy and right and my so intentions great. are so good um but I guess I guess you know I, I love the idea of a to-do list because you know first of all just just like our inner child we love to check something off and be like I did it look it's done you know right. um but it is also if you, if I sit there and I think about what goes on my to do list, I mean, it could be, you know, it's paralyzing, right? Because right. Like, you know, I have three kids, two dogs, two cats, a job, a husband, a this, a that, like, and and so I guess in the course of a day, it's sort of like, well, you know, I I, what am I going to finish in a day. Well, I don't even know what to pick. So let's just not do anything and binge <laughs> show I was going to watch. And that really is the way that I deal with it. I, you know, I'm sort of like, well, it's, it's, I can't pick, nothing's going to get done. So, um, so talk to me a little bit about simplifying to-do lists, because I know there's so many of us, and obviously there are a thousand apps now and everything. Um, we want to do that, but also it can make you feel horrible. Like to make a to-do list and have it be empty at the end of the day is just, you know, depressing. Right. It does. I listen, I'm sitting over here taking notes because I have so many to-do list uh, approaches. Like I, you are, you nailed it. To-do lists are so helpful and they can be so overwhelming. So here we go. There are a couple of ways that, that I love to approach to-do lists. And I think the beauty here is that the way that you make a to-do list this week will very likely be different than next week mm. because our lives are different. Also, if you are listening and you're a lady who menstruates every single week, your energy is different from the week before. It, we live on a four-week cycle as women. Men do not, and the most of the um, most of the experts in to-do list tips are men. So it works for them because they live the same sort of energetic day for the like for their entire lives, right? They also don't have like the cultural pressure of having to be a woman who manages literally everything without a lot of help, you know? So there is, there is a, a unique unspoken challenge to women and to-do lists. Mm. And that's a weird sentence to say, but it's one that I don't hear enough. There is, there is a disconnect in how we're taught to make to-do lists and how women actually live their lives. So 
All that to say, that's why I'm so excited about the idea of talking about this. I know. And I, oh my God, like you, that's like a mind blowing what you just said, but it is, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a couple of things to consider, uh, and I know people love going in an order. I do too. Linear is my middle name. It's my favorite thing ever, but I'm not, I'm going to, um, intentionally move away from things being linear because we don't live as women. We don't live in a linear way very often because of, because of our hormones and because of our, the expectations on our lives. So I'm just going to give you some, some ideas, some approaches, and you can just sort of pick and choose what makes sense in the time that, you know, where you are. So if you, um, if you think about, you know, kind of your, your energy, uh, from week to week and day to day, I want you to pay attention to that and notice, do I feel motivated today? Or am I just like, oh, I just want to sort of be still and not, I don't want to start anything. Don't make me start anything. Did you know there's a week in your period where you don't start things? Your hormones are not active in a way that you want to start things. So don't like finish things. When you have finish energy, finish things. When you have starting creative energy, do that. When, you know, like really sort of pay attention to what is happening in your own body. That takes practice. Um, you know, that takes sort of being present and mindful, but it's also a really lovely lifelong thing that you can pay attention to from a practical standpoint. I love a brain dump. I love just like, what's on my mind. There's so many things on my mind. I will write down, you know, like do the laundry, figure out what's for dinner tonight. And then like, there have been times where I, when I've been writing a book, cause I've written two books, I will write, write the book on my to-do list because it's so, uh, it's taking up so much space in my brain. So this is why I love a brain dump. I want you to write down everything that's taking up space in your brain. If it comes to mind, write it down. Okay. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can approach this sort of master list, this master brain dump list. And I tend to make one of these about once a week. And some weeks, side note, some weeks my brain dump is so long because I'm PMSing and my stress level is high and my irritation with other humans is high. And so my brain is full of a lot of things. And then other, uh, other weeks when I'm just like, What's up, world? I love you. I am so full of charisma. I am ovulating. I love everything. That brain dump list is a lot shorter. My husband looks so good this week. Right, right, right. It's it's a lot shorter because because of how our bodies are engaging in the world because of the hormones that are flowing through our bodies at that time. So so just don't feel weird if you make a brain dump list one week and you're like, there's like seven things on this. Last week there were forty seven. What is happening? Nothing's happening except your body and you were different. That's okay. Like it's okay. So when you make your list, there are a couple of different pathways you could take. My favorite, especially when you're feeling sort of the, um, kind of, kind of the tyranny of the urgent, like you just said, you look at the list and you're like, I don't know what to do. So you right. don't do anything. Okay. Right. I want you to look at, go through your list and classify things as now, soon, later, and never mind. <laughs> okay. Now makes sense. If your water bill is due, that's a now, you know, put an end next to it, highlight it with whatever color is the now color, write it completely differently. Like next to, this is my now list. Like actually write your now things down. That's your new to-do list is your now things. Soon is like, I really do need to figure out how to get my kid to this baseball game tomorrow, but I don't have to do that right now. I don't have to do that right now. 
It's it. I need to do it soon, but I don't have to do it right now. Later is it's you know, obviously it's later. It's like, it does need to get done, but it can be later. Now later is relative and you can create the boundaries around that later, whatever you want to, but it's just like, I don't have to think about it right now. That's later. And then never mind is things that once they get out of your head, like something enormous, like write a book, you're like, <laughs> good Lord, never mind. Like, I don't need to, I just needed to remove that from the brain. I'm fine. You know, like I've got things in place for this. I'm going to be okay. So there are things that once you just get them out, you realize you can never mind them. They don't matter as much anymore. That's why that question of what matters right now is so important. What matters right now to me? Because that changes. And so what matters right now could really put a never mind on something that felt enormously important in your head. Okay. So that's one way that you can you can attack this list. Now, soon, later, never mind. Another way is to say uh, it's four, it's another four, it's another quad here make it easier, make it smaller, make it matter or let it go. Okay. Make it easier, make it smaller, make it matter, let it go. So make it easier is man. All right. I, uh, um, like meals, you know, cause we all have to eat or whatever. <laughs> we overcomplicate dinner a lot. And some of us love to overcomplicate dinner because we love cooking. We love new things. It's worth that energy. A lot of us are like, please make this as easy as humanly possible, right? So if you're looking at, say, a busy next couple of weeks that are coming and you're feeling the stress because there's like a big project due at work or someone, you know, your uh, like mother-in-law is coming to stay with you for four days or something that's kind of big on the, on the immediate horizon and in your brain dump, you're like, I got to figure out what we're going to eat. Make that might be a, make it easier, make it easier. We're going to do takeout. I'm going to make soup. I, I can make soup with my eyes closed, you know, like make that, that's a thing that I can make easier. Okay. Now there are other things that you're like, man, I have been really disconnected from my teenager. Like we've had a lot of fights. And one of the things that's on my list is, um, like this hard conversation we have to have about like cell phone boundaries or something. I want to make that matter. That really matters because I want to connect with my kid. I don't want to, I don't want to make that conversation easier. I don't want to let that go. Mm -hmm. I want to make that matter. I want to put intention and thought and kindness and connection into that thing. I want to make this matter. Make it smaller. If you write, write a book or renovate a bathroom or go to Disney world, if that's on your to-do list, you're in trouble. So that's a make it smaller. I got to make that smaller. I got to break that down. That's too big. And then finally let it go. That's kind of like the never mind where you're like, you know what? I don't need to be concerned about this right now. I'm going to let this one go. I'm going to let go of the email that I got from my kid's classroom about who can chaperone the trip to the science center this week. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let it go. I don't have to go. That's okay. I don't have time for that right now. That doesn't mean I will never have time for it again. And I'm a terrible parent. It just means right now you're letting it go. So those are two of my kind of favorite classifications. Cause we hear, we hear to-do list classifications of like errands, phone calls, um, you know, like returns, decisions to be made, you know, like kind of grouping them into what they are. And I think that's actually super helpful too, but those are the two, those are my two favorite ways to attack a to-do list now, soon, later, never mind, or make it easier 
make it smaller, make it matter, let it go. What about the things on the to-do list um, that we, I mean, for me, I have like a fear of phone calls. And <laughs> yep. I really do. I have yep. a fear of phone calls. I, I attribute it a little bit to the fact that like my mom was always on the phone when I was younger, mm. uh, which I'm sure my kids are going to have fears of like texting and stuff and um, <laughs> which, because they're just used to me constantly like doing that. Sure. Um, but, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, there are certain things that we put on a to-do list and then we put it on the next day's to-do list. You know, the procrastination yep. of, like, there there are always phone calls that I know I have to make and they go into the next week and the next week. And finally, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, now the medical forms are due for camp and I right. never made the phone call to. So do you have any sort of tips for that, for the thing that we dread the most that just is always on our to-do list because we're just like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. I actually do. So one of the biggest things about time management, which is one of my favorite things to talk about is we want to tend to the necessary things before they become urgent, tend to the necessary before it becomes urgent. And it's okay if we let things wait like the forms, but that's why we are in a state of urgency a lot yeah. that everything feels like an emergency is because we did procrastinate. We did. And that's a normal thing. And a lot of personalities are more prone to it than others. Again, paying attention to kind of where you are in your cycle. That is not something I'm an expert at. There are people who are experts at how to name that, that energy in your cycle. Um, but to pay attention to those kinds of things, if you're, um, like I save, like I save sort of paperworky things like paying bills and, you know, kind of filling out stuff that is, doesn't need to happen. Like right now I save that for when I'm on my period, because I'm more like, I'm I'm home, I'm isolated. I'm kind of like, Meh. and so I, I don't mind just sort of sitting there and doing sort of these mindless, like filling out papers or, you know, getting on the, the bank app and paying the bills. Right. Um, because I already kind of have like a quieter energy. Right. So, so that's one thing is to notice that, um, we want to tend to the necessary things before they become urgent, but also what feels urgent is different based on our energy, based on our hormones too. Okay. So that's one, that's one thing. The other is I have a, a podcast episode called how, what is it? How to, how to do things you don't want to do or something like that, because that's, there are, there are so many things in our lives that we just don't want to do. Oh, we I didn't listen to. to that one. I did not listen to that one, but I need to. Yeah, it's pretty deep. I was actually kind of like trying to trying to find it. Um, and I can't find it right now because it must be pretty deep in the archives because I was wanted to give you the correct name. But um, yeah, like how did you find it? We'll put it in the It's great. Um, and the one of the first steps is, well, I want you to take a take a deep breath too. Because when we feel that, um, like annoyance or that stress about something that we have to do, even when it's like super small, our brains see it as a bigger emergency than it is because our heart rate is elevated. You know, like we're just annoyed. By, like when we have that sort of like womp womp posture towards something, our brains sort of like do a little like shimmy where they're like, oh, are we not, are we not going to rationally solve this problem? Cool. Okay, great. Let's let's all be sad together. You know, like it just, we don't sort of do ourselves any favors when we're kind of um, angry about the thing. So it's like, all right, let's just take a, take a deep breath. 
Like we're okay. We can, we can get through this thing. One of the questions I want you to ask when you have to do something you don't want to do is okay. If not now, or no, uh, do I have to do this thing? Ask yourself, do I have to do this thing? And in a grown up voice, not like, do I have to <laughs> like in a grown up voice, do I have to do this thing? And if it is a, it, if it is a form that your kid has to walk out the door with right now, or it is a, a doctor's appointment. Cause you know, you're going out of town and like, whatever it is, if it's something you're like, yes, I do it. Or yes, it does. It does need to be done now. Okay. So the question is, um, if you say yes, then do it. Like, just do it. Cause most of the time, well, I'm going to back up. I'm not going to say just do it because some people, your executive functioning is compromised because of, uh, maybe your mental Ill- you're struggling with your mental illness a lot more that day, or you have your neurodivergent or something. So I don't want to just be like, yeah, just do it. That is not advice for everyone. Okay. So I, I want to, I want to put a huge, huge caveat on that. And I'm sorry if I just, if someone was like, ah, that makes me mad. That's not exactly what I meant. So I apologize for that. But if you see something that you're like, I do need to do this. Okay. Right now, then do the smallest next thing. You know, it's like, pick up the pen. You know, like take the deep breath, tell yourself like, I can fill out these words. Or if you're like, I really can't, like there is something right now in me that is so resistant to whatever the, this task is ask for help, like ask for help Mm. or give yourself five more minutes, you know, like, okay, I said now, but I'm going to wait five more minutes. I'm going to wait five minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you like turn on a song that you like to kind of get your, you know, like your, your energy going and. And again, some of you are like, good Lord, just like fill out the paper. What's going on? But also a lot of us can't. Right. Like a lot of us literally cannot. So that's why the kindest to be so kind and start so small in these things, it's really, it really matters and it's really effective. And then you can trust yourself in those things. Okay. So do I have to really do this thing? Yes. Start small, be kind. No, I don't have to do this right now. Okay. So the next question is, well, if not now, if I don't do it now, when, when am I going to do it? You can put it off, but when are you going to do it again? Put it on your calendar, put it on a sticky note, like just make a choice, put it in a place. Right. And then another question you could ask is if not me, who, right. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? And not in a, like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Cause we do that too. Right. We get really resentful about not having help, but often we don't ask for the help. We just resentfully do the things that someone we live with who could probably do. Mm -hmm. So if not me, who? These three questions, do I have to do this now? If not now, when? If not me, who? Are they feel, um, it's, they're almost embarrassingly small. They're almost, they can almost feel like you could feel ashamed in asking yourself that question, the one of those questions, because it feels like it should just be the easiest thing to just do the thing. Pick up the phone, Danielle. What's so hard about making a phone call? People say that all the time. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm just here to tell you and anyone else listening who has that kind of resistance about something that is so normal. There's nothing wrong with you. We all have those things. Yeah. We all do. And so rather than like being mean to yourself about it or shaming yourself about it, not only are you um, not doing the thing that does need to get done, but you're treating yourself terribly mm-hmm. and you're, and you're not, you're not going to enter into any sort of like uh helpful energy or posture towards yourself or this thing. 
if you're just slamming yourself for like, what's wrong with you? You can't pick up a phone. Mm-hmm. So instead be kind and start small, be kind and start small, be kind and start small. Like don't see this as some sort of, um, you're not good at adulting mm-hmm. because you have to ask yourself these questions. These are actually like ways that you can be not a better adult because that's not a thing, but you can be more yourself. You can be kinder to yourself and honor what's really happening in you, what you're really good at and what you're not really good at. Mm -hmm. You know, like I suck at playing. Like I'm so bad in imagination, so bad at it. And for the longest time, um, cause my daughter, I have three kids and my youngest daughter is seven and she's super playful. Her imagination is just like uh, 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 through the roof. And she would get so frustrated with me when she's like, mom, let's play Barbies. And I'm like, okay, what do you, what does that mean? Oh my gosh. I know. What do you want me to do? I don't you know, give like, me direction. This is, why I, I, this is why you have siblings or play dates. Right, or... right, right, <laughs> right. And my husband on the other hand is so good at playing like it is, it should be studied. He is so good at playing. And for a long time, I felt like I was a terrible parent because I should be able to play the way he plays. But guess what? He's not great at managing the house. I am. I'm really good at that. So like, we don't all have to be great at everything. You, No one is. No one is great at everything. So honor what you're good at. Don't dismiss what you're not. Honor what you're good at and then get help and start small. And be- Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kind with the rest of it. I'm so glad you said that about, um, you know, who who is going to do it. I'm, I'm, I think that our, the idea of the village, you know, raising a family and being, you know, uh, togetherness, we've lost so much of that. Right. And there is this very, um, this very, this concept of the do it all where you, where you need to be able to, um, you know, it's like, a, it's almost like, um, what's, what's the word? Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's like a badge of honor to be able to be the jack of all trades, to be able to do it all. Um, You know, I know people like that who, you know, you you, you go to their house and the first thing that everybody says is, oh, my God, how do you do it all? How do you nobody's coming to my house to say that. But, you know, but at the same time, I have to say I'm so it makes me feel so good that you said that because my sister, who was raised in the same house I was, everything, (laughs) does not have a fear of phone calls. And she really, and she, you know, there are times when I'm really overwhelmed and I've been trying to schedule my, my oldest daughter needs a breast reduction and it has been a pain in the butt and I have to call, you know, there's constant doctors and whatever. And it's the same questions to each doctor. And literally my sister was like, I will take that over. You know, I will do that for you. And a little bit, I mean, I was just like, oh my God, thank you. You know, and, and, and I, I sort of was just like, I can't even tell you what that did for me, for her to say, I will 
take that over. And granted, you know, I didn't even think of it, but really I could have said to her, okay, you don't mind phone calls. Can mm-hmm. you do this for me? You know, and certain things like I love to edit things and she puts out a blog and she has a newsletter or whatever. And I could say, if you take that off my plate, I will do your blogs. I will edit your, you know, or whatever, you know, I, I think that we're not utilizing our, our village enough. And the thing is, is that we all have stuff to offer to other people that, you know, like I said, nobody's coming over my house and saying, you know, you can do it all, but they are going to come over and be like, you know, I'm a really good researcher. So some, you know, so they might say to me, Hey, I'm trying to pick a camp for my kid, or can you possibly, you know, help me do. And I'll be like, I love doing that. So I, I, I love that idea of, you know, remembering when we, when we think about a to-do list, one thing we don't do is we're not really great at delegating. Yeah. Because we don't want to put something on somebody else's plate, but yet we can take something off of somebody else's plate, especially people we know. Well, I know you talk a lot about, um, on your podcast about you, you would meet a friend for co-working. Um, and you would me and you would, you know, and I, I have a friend who I do that with and I do it with my sister. Um, and I, I feel like that idea of meeting and, you know, I guess you guys go for coffee or whatever it is, um, is amazing, um, for so many reasons. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, because I think that a lot of time when we say, Hey, I'm going, you know, for coffee with a friend or this or that, it seems like we're just sitting there and it's sort of like, we're wasting time or not putting into our schedule. But I love the idea of adding, um, a sort of usefulness to it, even though I do think just having coffee with a friend and talking or your sister or your sibling or whatever is totally in and of itself, a, necess- a necessity. I, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that because I, you know, I work from home. A lot of us, especially after COVID and stuff, don't work in an office. We don't have the collaborative element. Um, so could you talk a little bit about your, you know, your, your the co-working with a friend and what, what you get out of that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because I want to affirm number one, that every what thinks some, a couple of things that you said, everyone has something to offer. Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody does. And, and it's a really lovely thing to be generous in that, in the things that you have to offer. Like, um, my husband also hates talking on the phone, like hates it. And so I can, I know he's got a phone call to make. And I, if I can see that stress going up, I'm like, do you want me to make that phone call? I I don't say like, let me do it because sometimes people are like, I want to do this thing. Even though I hate doing this thing. I know that this is like, this is good for me. I want to do the, do it this time. You can, they'll, you know, it's, it's the answer might vary. Um, but I think it's even, you want me to stand there with you while you do it. Right. Right. So it's just a, it's a nice thing to, to offer, you know, to be generous with the things that you really love doing. And I love that you said that about the research uh, think my, that's the way my husband is too. He loves, uh, he loves researching things. And so if someone asks me, like a friend of mine recently was like, I want to get my daughter a guitar. She doesn't play. I want to get her something that like, is like decent, but not so much money, you know, and I don't know anything about it. And I was like, hold please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, Hey honey, Anna needs a guitar. Can you find a guitar? And he was like on it. Like he, he loved it. It was so fun. I do too. I get yeah. that. So I think that there's a, um, there is, we need more practice at offering ourselves to other people 
and being willing uh, to accept whatever the answer is, you know, to not see it as a personal rejection when the person says no to whatever it is we offer. And we also need more practice at asking for help. And um, I say this in my first book that um, you can ask for help when you're not in a crisis. You don't have to wait for a crisis to ask for help. And that's something that we definitely do not have a lot of practice at these sort of like daily things, these daily or sort of regular kind of benign things. We don't have a lot of practice at asking for help with those. And so the more that we can kind of work that muscle and and trust that and trust the people that we're asking, the better off we'll all be. I just think it's a really beautiful thing. So to the co-working thing specifically, I have, so my, my best friend is also an author and a podcaster and um, we live in the same town and, and all of that. And so we always have a million things to talk about, but, and there were, um, there were seasons of life and that's another lazy genius principle. That's really important is to live in your season, to pay attention that there are different seasons of life and we can't cram what worked in one season into a new season. Okay. Things just shift and the kindness and that's really important. So we had a season, a year, like years long season where our, um, friendship was such that we were able to walk together like once a week and we would, um, we use Voxer with each other. And so we would like send boxes because we were both like driving our kids to school and all these things. Well, when her kids, her oldest kids are in college now. So like, and she works from home. Like we all do. Like we, when Voxer was removed around, uh, during COVID when we weren't going anywhere, if you think about the number of people that you might've like voice memoed or just called on the phone or whatever, the things that were lost in our relationships during COVID were like so many, but we just forget that things are out of rhythm and in different seasons. And so anyway, all that to say, we were like, man, I miss you. Holy moly. Like we used to see each other all the time and we live three blocks from each other, but we don't anymore because of our different seasons. And so this friend said, it's what we used to do in our early days in both of our jobs before we had like offices and employees and stuff is we would go to a coffee shop and work together. And, and she said, what if we, what if we started doing that again? And so we do that once a month, just one it's, it's tomorrow. I'm actually meeting her tomorrow. I love it. And, um, and we go once a month and what's great. And this is, this could be a, a helpful thing that anybody could sort of like make work for their own situation is the separation of the purpose. So here's what I mean by that. We can talk shop because she and I have a similar job. So we love to talk shop. And because when you work on the internet, you don't really have coworkers. You sort of have to make them. You have to like find them and be like, Hey, what's up? Can we like, can we talk about work together? Cause I don't have a boss and I don't have any coworkers. So, so we like to talk shop. We also like to talk about our personal lives and we want to make space for that too. And so what we tend to do is when we meet in the morning, we meet at a coffee shop and we kind of set up and we, you know, talk and it's usually about work things. And we're like, da, 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 da. and then we're like, okay, we got to work. Like, what are you working on? What are, what am I working on? What do you really need to get done today? And how much time do you need to do it? You know, like we, we kind of work that into the conversation. And we also started this thing years ago where, uh, you know, when you're like working and you're kind of, you're in the zone a little bit and you don't want to, you don't want to get out of the zone. And if you have a question for someone, you don't want to pull them out of their zone. 
So we had this thing where we would get the salt shaker off the table, just find something on the table. We would even be like, pick up a pen and be like, this is our salt shaker today. There's no salt shaker. And if you had something you wanted to ask the person or tell the person, just move the salt shaker into their eye line and they could see and, they, and, and just wait. And you just go back to your thing. And when they come out of their, whatever it is, and they see it, they're like, okay, what's up? And you can ask them the question. So you're not like, that was like a way to sort of honor the workflow. And then um, we have lunch together and we talk about personal life during lunch. So there's like a difference. There's like a, okay, work time. We did it. Now let's have lunch and be pals. Um, and another specificity in compartmentalizing that is her birthday was last weekend. And we always have, we get together for each other's birthdays. We got to lunch and we didn't get to last weekend. Cause she was out of town. And I said, tomorrow's lunch is not your birthday lunch. That's different. We're going to have a different birthday lunch. Like it don't try to cram everything into one. Don't mix business with don't pleasure. Mix business with pleasure. <laughs> don't, don't muddy purposes. Yeah. In any of your gatherings. Um, I don't know if you've read the art of gathering by Priya Parker. It is such a good book, but it's like the, it's almost like a systematic look at, at how to gather. And when we muddy our purposes, we don't get anything done. And so naming, why are we here? Why are we having coffee? Why are we sitting here? And if you're like, it's to get work done together and to talk shop, but also we do value the purpose of catching up other ways. Where are we going to do that? When are we going to do that? Like really making that purpose smaller. Like we make problems smaller, make your purpose smaller. Um, and I think that's really beneficial. Anytime we sort of can connect with other people, um, whether it's co-working or, you know, just getting coffee or whatever it is. Um, so that was a long, it's <laughs> a long answer to your question. No, I think that's it's so question. great. And I think it's something that's so, you know, seems so simple, but I don't think it's utilized very often. And, you know, I, I think also th that we have a thing where, like you said, you used to meet to walk or people meet at the gym to hold, to hold yourself and each other accountable. Um, you know, and like, we really want to do the workout. I'm not going to go if I don't have to meet anybody or, and, and, you know, even if you're, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't work from home or, you know, you're a stay at home mom and you need to get stuff done. I think that that meeting of, okay, I'm, we're going to sit and look, I need, a, you know, a reason or, or, um, someone to help me like, be like, you're going to fill out those forms right now. And yeah, I'm yeah. going to talk to you or tell you, you know, the gossip until you're done. I mean, you could literally have a bill paying party. You could literally have like a documentation gathering right. where it's like, all right, three friends, everybody bring your paperwork. We're going to do it together. Oh my you God. Know, then you get a, and then you get a drink after like, you, we don't do things like that because we think we're, or during, absolutely. <laughs> we don't, because we think we're supposed to be good at everything and that everything is supposed to just come sort of easily. Right. And that is just not true. So if it is, if it's something that's like really challenging for you, let people in. That is another lazy genius principle. Let people in, let people into the things that you're, that you're um, struggling with on like an emotional level, but also like, guys, I hate paying my bills. Can we sit together and pay our bills? Mm -hmm. Like, what that might seem so weird, but also like amazing, you amazing. know? Yeah, uh, completely. And I, I, you know, I love the idea of 
the togetherness of it because it is true so many of us have become sort of isolated in our own little spaces and you know even the fact of like what you said you know when you told each other what you're working on and you bounce ideas off of each other and everything it, it's just a different dynamic and um, I really love it and I think that way you don't you don't have to schedule the coffee date and the time to sit down and do you know you're kind of like killing two birds with one stone and that's called batching which is another lazy genius principle batching. this is why okay. i love these principles because when you just start to get familiar with them and then they kind of like dovetail with each other yeah in these in whatever scenario you're in it's like oh i understand why this works now and then you kind of get practice at it and it's yeah it's just really great Oh, that's awesome. I, I mean, I, I swear I have like, you don't even know how many questions I have. Um, but I don't want to keep you because, you know, I know you have other stuff to do. Um, but I mean, you're, you know, I, I think that your, um, your philosophy on things and the way that you do things, I think that um, it's really great because I do think that you are allowing us to give ourselves grace and to understand that um, we cannot do all the things. And yeah. you know, I think that uh, there is this sort of idea that we're supposed to be able to, and um, it's just impossible. And there's a lot of shame that surrounds it, especially I think with moms and with women. And um, so, you know, I, I love the idea of, you know, the selective, um, choosing. And I think it's wonderful. Your podcast is great. Um, tell everybody about where they can find you, where they can get your books and, um, cause you really, you're a wonderful resource. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you. So everything is the lazy genius, something. So the podcast is the lazy genius podcast. Uh, they're episodes every Monday. They're about 20 minutes and they're very like specific, they're very topical. And so you can just know, is this for me or is this not for me? I really want them to be really helpful and practical. So that's the lazy genius podcast. And then I have two books, the lazy genius way I mentioned a couple of times. It's the one that describes the 13 principles. So it's my first book. And then um, my second book is called the lazy genius kitchen. And it takes, oh, I'm obsessed with this book. It, and actually today, today, today that we're recording is it's one year like birthday. Oh, it's been in the world, which is so fun. Thank you, thank you so much on behalf of the book. Um, but it is a book about, uh, it's not a cookbook because we have a lot of those and they're all really important, but there are so many other things that go into your kitchen and feeding the people. So it covers all the other things and it's illustrated and it's, it's just a really, really great resource. It's just a fun book. So that's the lazy genius kitchen. And then I'm on Instagram at the lazy genius. Awesome. Well, we will put um, all the links and everything. So if anyone wants to check the show notes or um, uh, thank you so much, I really appreciate you taking the time out and um, you know to talk to me because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. You have a great day. Yeah.